the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for all the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered on all the sports. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. SportsGamingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamingPodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Hello and welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Thank you all the basketball degens out there who are listening to our 130th episode on Wednesday, February 23rd. We're recording this at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so check in on our Slack channel at sg.pn slash Slack for any news updates that might change any of our previews or picks before the game. And while you're online, make sure to subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast on Apple and Spotify. And if you're feeling really generous, please rate and review the podcast. It really helps us out so much. Appreciate you all out there who have been uh, subscribing and helping the podcast grow. And it seems like a lot of you are telling your fellow DJs out there to subscribe as well because the numbers are up. Really thankful, happy that the podcast is in a good spot. Uh, I'll be your shining light today through the murky cave of handicapping. You know me as the waspy wagerer, the vacant vagabond of the open road, Ryan, rich, fat, baby, McKee. Give me a follow at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Today I'm joined by two of my very favorite people, and I'm not just saying that because they're staring at me on Zoom. First, we have the high-rise roller, the nickel bocker, the strong arm of the law student, Zach Swissbank Broner. How you doing, Zach? What's up, bro? That was a pretty good intro. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking that I think this is one of your last episodes, so I know you had to cross off the bucket list with a little three-man action. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, that's not exactly the phrasing I was looking for, but yeah. But um, it, it's good to be here, and um, yeah, I mean, I know I know we're bringing Moon off, but Luka Doncic last night just reminding us again: this regular season has been awesome so i'm excited to get back to potting with you guys absolutely um and you already mentioned it but next up we have everybody's favorite from our nba slack channel he is the bearded bankroll the c-note cover the red hot hustler from hustle town munaf the machine manji munaf how you you held up through no electricity no internet you were still giving out picks how are you doing today doing well man it's it's been a, a little cold streak on the bets this week but maybe i should probably go back to no electricity or internet because i think that was working out better for me last week <laughs> yeah did uh did the nba slack channel come through with some donations for your buddy they did man I, and i wanted to shout out to all the guys from our slack channel not only the nba channel 
uh, the golf channel. I uh, got a couple guys from the NFL channel that also donated. So thank you guys so much for that. And we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Sorry to hear that you guys have been struggling down in Houston and uh, went off nice enough to get together a, a fund for his friend who had more uh, damage than he did. So glad to help out where we could. Uh, we got to do some good out there than just, uh, you know, rolling uh, bookies, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that it was uh, good to see the guys come together and help me out. So I'm, I'm really thankful. And thank you guys also. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, today we'll be starting with some quick picks for tonight's uh, games. We've got player props, uh, some picks, etc. And that'll take up about the first 20 minutes or so. And then we're going to preview all of Thursday's six game slate, highlight any matchups that particularly stand out and uh, yeah. And then talk about anything else we have time for. Um, but let's get into tonight since some of you might be listening with just enough time to get in some bets before Wednesday's games. Uh, I wanted to start off with Phoenix, Charlotte, uh, Phoenix giving up 10. Uh, Gordon Hayward is questionable after leaving with a hand injury on Monday night. That killed me because I had him over 28 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And I think he fell short of like three with six minutes left. So that was one of those props that really just burned. Uh, Devontae Graham also already listed as out. Uh, no props listed for the Hornets yet, but you got to like uh, Terry Rozier or uh, La uh, LaMelo Ball tonight. Um, and we already talked about this with Jake and our Slack channel, Munaf. Uh, Booker over 26 and a half points. Got to like that feeling maybe a little slighted after the All-Star game reserves came out and he was snubbed. Yeah, I mean, Devin Booker, he's been playing really well, and I know we've been touting him in the uh, Slack channel. Um, but I think Joe Zerling, so even you mentioned, we were talking offline about it, is that this is a guy that should have been on the team, that he should have been taken and voted in, but he wasn't. So um, for him not to get picked, I think I think that's going to be on his, on his mind and on his shoulder, and he's probably going to go out tonight and play really well so that's one of the player props that I already locked in I think I got it at at 26 and a half like you mentioned yep that's why I already locked it in um, as well Zach any thoughts on Devin Booker tonight or just general thoughts on uh, the all-star game reserves and should he have made it over Chris Paul yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we, we were talking about this earlier. The whole all-star snub conversation is very interesting. Like, I know you had LeBron James last night saying that that Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in the league, but he doesn't mention who on the team got too much respect and made it over Devin Booker. So I'm, yeah. I'm always fascinated by that aspect of the of the post-all-star. But I do think for handicapping tonight, you do want to look at that extra motivation. Um, like like Moonaf said, I think another team I'm looking at tonight is the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler and Bam both getting both getting snubbed. So that's one. But in terms of Booker, yeah, it's a great matchup. Charlotte kind of lacks the the connecting, you know, height pieces between their point guards, and then they have guys like Miles Bridges, PJ Washington. So you know, it could be a good matchup for Booker to get up his pull up jumpers over their guards. So um, I think he should have a really easy time scoring tonight. Yeah. What do you think about the minus 10 for Phoenix or which way are you guys leaning on the side? I would probably lean to the Hornets there. That feels like a lot of points. The Hornets were right there in that game with the jazz about two nights ago. Um, you know, that was, a, that was a back and forth game going into the fourth quarter where the jazz ended up pulling away, but I'm still in on this Hornets uh, bandwagon. 
Um, they're you're still kind of flirting with the playoff picture. I know it's Gordon Hayward in or out tonight. I know he, well, that's the thing he's questionable. So I feel like the okay. bookmakers are already assuming that he's out with that. I don't feel like it would be in double digits point spread if he was uh, in, do you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and he took a, he took a nasty fall that it looked like, I guess it looked like more of a knee injury to me at the time, but I guess it's a hand injury. Yeah. He fell on his hand and I guess re-aggravated a hand injury that he already had. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously you want to wait till that settles up because, but you know, at plus 10, I mean, maybe you take a flyer. I, I don't think it's terrible. If even if Hayward's ruled out, I think they could still cover that number. How about you, Monaf? Where are you leaning yeah. on this? Yeah, I would lean with the, uh, with the Hornets also. I mean, even though uh, Phoenix is playing really well right now, I, I think they've won, what, like 10 out of their last 11 games or something like that. Um, and they're not uh, just winning. They're blowing out teams. Yeah, and they're blowing out teams. So, um, you know, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Suns here tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up here. I, with the way that Suns have been playing, and I think Devin Booker is going to come out and ball out tonight, and, and this team is – I think they're finally healthy, and they got other players back, so – um, and they're making a push for that, you know, top three seed. I think they're sitting at number four right now or, or something like that. So um, I'm going to sit with the uh, Suns here on minus the 10 points tonight. I like that. I like that. I'm also leaning towards the Suns, but I don't think I have picked against the Suns all season. <laughs> I am too biased. Um, let's start with you, Monas. Do you have any best bets for tonight, uh, Wednesday? Um, I was so I did want to mention um, with with the coaching change with Minnesota last night. I know it is a one game sample, but um, Minnesota last night against the Bucks shot fifty four three pointers. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching the broadcast. I did have a bet on the Bucks team total last night, and I was watching, it and they were talking about when they were talking about Chris Finch, the new coach was that he came from the Rockets organization in that tree. And they were, he was talking about how Gerson Rosas, who was with the Rockets, really implemented that playing fast and, and getting up three-point shots. And I think we kind of might see that with the Timberwolves. I know it's only a one-game sample that we saw last night, but they were really jacking up the threes early in the uh, shot clock and kind of getting up and down the floor um, with the Bucks last night. So, um, I mean, over their last five games, they've averaged 37 attempts from threes. On the season, they're averaging 36. So for them to get 54 up last night, I think it's kind of indicative of what we're going to see from them. So mm-hmm. um, in Chicago being a team that can score the basketball, I kind of like the over in this game tonight. I, I currently see it at 227. Uh, Minnesota and Chicago over that 227 tonight. Ooh, I like that. And that's a good call. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch much of that game last night, but it seemed like, Cat definitely played better than he has been uh, the last few games. Uh, did he seem more motivated? I think, I think once he came back from him being out with COVID, I think it took a couple of games for him to kind of get his legs back under him and kind of get that win back. So I think this might be a a a opportunity now going forward for the cat that we're used to seeing, right? Getting the rebounds, getting the points. So. Um, and for this team to have success, I know they're dead last in the, uh, the Western Conference right now, but for them to start winning some games here, Cat's going to have to be good for them. And I, I, I like Cat going forward. And I think John called it last night in our in our Slack channel on his player props uh, points to go over and, and, and win over, I think, by the third quarter there. And we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. 
Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook when it comes to betting? You need to download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download the BetQL app. If you want an edge on the sportsbooks, head to BetQL.com and enter promo code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at BetQL.com. Uh, Zach, let's go to you next. You got any best bets for tonight or matchups you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, just to to go in more on that over angle, I like that game over two. And I think within that, uh, Malik Beasley is a guy I think is really going to benefit from the Chris Finch coaching hire. He got up nine threes last night. Um, and he's been playing really well last 10 games. He's been playing really well all season, honestly. So, you know, good for Minnesota. I think he was a nice pickup. Malik Beasley over three and a half made threes or over 19 and a half points. Seeing both those at minus 115, I think either of those could be a good angle for tonight. Um, he's definitely going to have plenty of opportunity in this system. He played 34 minutes last night, uh, 38 minutes the night before, and gets up plenty of three-point opportunities. So, uh, you well, know, Especially with D'Angelo Russell still out. Yep, especially with D'Angelo Russell still out. Cat demanding all that intention inside. Um, and yeah, Beasley's just a guy I think he's going to thrive in this system. So that's definitely one that I like. And then the other game I mentioned earlier, the Miami Heat at home. Uh, it seems like are they on the verge of figuring it out? Um, you know, got a couple. <laughs> I've been thinking a, that all. I've been thinking that all season. Yeah, and I, I have too. But now you come off three straight road wins, not greatest competition. Obviously, the Kings, Lakers without AD, and then Thunder. But seems like they kind of got stuff a little bit figured out. Jimmy Butler, obviously, I think realizes who he has to be for this team to take it to the next level. He's been much more aggressive. So. I do like them in this matchup against the, the the Raptors who had been playing well without Kyle Lowry, but kind of ran out of steam against Philly last night. Um, now it's a back-to-back going to Miami. Miami's back home. Jimmy Butler and Bam just got snubbed from the all-star team. So I think it's a good spot for Miami. Uh, minus two at home. I, I, I like them. Yeah. Uh, according to BetQL, I'm seeing that uh, sharp money is slightly on the heat right now. Public money on the Raptors. The Raptors have been hotter as of late, but uh, you're right. They did split that with Philadelphia. They did win the first game in that two game series. So um, I think that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. I feel like the Raptors are definitely figuring it out now, but the heat are questionably figuring it out. But I like the angle of the all-star motivation. Although I don't, I'm not sure if Butler yeah. totally cares. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he totally cares, but he, I think he's definitely been, whether it's from Spolstra or Pat Riley, I think he's realizing that he needs to get back to the level he was at in the bubble if this team wants to be that same team. Right? I think we it kind of got lost when they did have this whole democratic system with all these guys contributing that Jimmy Butler was playing like a top 10 player in the bubble. And that was a major part of what made the Heat the Heat. You know, they do have this team-friendly concept, but – he needs to be a superstar for them to get back to, you know, being a team that can beat the Bucks and, and beat the Celtics in the playoffs. Um, so I think they're kind of awakening to that. And, you know, they're, they're right there in the, in the playoff picture. So, you know, with how crazy the East is, they're not, they're not too far away from getting back up into the five seed or the four seed conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, a big matchup that I wanted to talk about tonight, the 
game I'm probably most excited to watch other than the Suns game, of course. L.A. Lakers at the Utah Jazz. Lakers on a three-game losing streak. Jazz favored by eight and a half right now. I'm seeing sharp money pretty heavy on the Jazz, according to BetQL, and public money very heavy on the Lakers, obviously. Lakers more of a public team, but people got to be thinking uh, LeBron's not going to allow them to lose four straight I was looking at some player props that I thought were interesting, and I want to get your guys' lean on these. Uh, Caldwell Pulp, he is sitting at 11.5 points. He had 21 for his player prop. Uh, He had 21 against Washington, went four for eight from three, and I think that's what he's going to have to do to get over to get that 12 points because he hasn't been scoring 12 points that much. I mean, he's, I feel like he has more of an opportunity with Schroeder and AD out, but Utah gives up the fewest three pointers to opponents in the league. Where are you with Caldwell Pope right now? I'll start with you, Munaf. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head where right now, I mean, we're taking a look at the team that the Lakers are trotting out there and it's not, it's not very good, right? Especially without AD and no Dennis Schroeder. So two, a guy, two guys that they're missing from their starting lineup. Um, so they need one of these guys to step up, whether it's Kuzma, whether it's KCP to knock down some three-point shots for them. And we saw last game where you mentioned that he had a, a good game. Uh, he knocked down four of eight from uh, three-point land, three of five from three-point land against the Heat in the previous game. So um he's sitting right now at 11 and a half. So I think if he's able to knock down some shots or even get uh, out on the fast break and, and get some easy buckets, they an opportunity for um, him to get that, um, to get over that 11 and a half. But I'm also seeing his three point uh, field goals made. It's only at one and a half at minus 135. So that might be something to take a look at tonight, even though I know that jazz are the best defense against three point uh, again on the three point line. So, I mean, Two, I think he'll have those opportunities in the corner or on the wing to knock down a couple of those. So that might be another angle to look at tonight. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was thinking as well. It was going to be my next question in my mind. Uh, I do think that the Utah defense is tough, but KCP, I mean, he, he got up eight shots last game. You would think he'd have similar opportunity tonight with Schroeder and AD still out and they would want to get out and run as much as possible to put up points against this Utah team that can seem to score at will. You imagine he's going to get up quite a few threes. Zach, which way are you leaning on this Utah Lakers game or have any thoughts on player props for it? Yeah. I mean, off the bat, I think uh, I, I like the Lakers on this. I mean, nine points. It's, I, I, I've been a big fan of the jazz, but that's a lot especially with LeBron James coming in, like you said, off a three-game losing streak. And with this being the first matchup between these two teams this season, I was a little surprised by that. But uh, I'm actually just seeing this just move down to eight and a half as we're speaking. Um, So, you know, maybe a little action coming in. I like that one and a half threes play from KCP. I also do like a LeBron James over points tonight. Um, You know, like you said, the Jazz kind of play that soft type of defense where they take away the three-point line and let Gobert take away stuff at the rim. So I don't think the normal kickouts to open threes are going to be there for LeBron, which is what the mood he can sometimes get into this year. So I think it's a scoring game for LeBron. Um, I also would like a Montrez Harrell under points. I'm not seeing that right now. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think he has any hope in the matchup against against Gobert kind of doing what he normally does. So, um 
I like the Lakers plus nine, plus eight and a half, and I I would like a LeBron James over points. Um, I'm seeing that at a, a over twenty nine and a half or so. Yeah, all day, all day. I, I I like that a lot. I I do like that LeBron. That was one thing I had written down because I think the Jazz, in addition to being the best team defending against three pointers, they're the best team defending against assists. They gave up the fewest assists per game in the league. So I think we see LeBron facilitator take more of a backseat to LeBron scoring on the drive. Like you said, they get, you know, he's not going to sit on the outside. He's going to need to get into the paint and challenge Gobert. Uh, I'm seeing the LeBron assists at 10. I kind of like the under on that. Uh, any thoughts on that, Munaf? Yeah, I think that, that, that could be a good combo. A little LeBron points over LeBron assists under. I mean, the, the theory of that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Any thoughts Sorry on that, Munaf? No, you're good. Um, yeah, I think you uh, mentioned that. I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see if Rudy Gobert gets into foul trouble early, if LeBron's going to be on the attack mode tonight, getting to the basket and possibly trying to draw some fouls against him and kind of open up that lane if he gets into foul trouble tonight. But um, yeah, LeBron's going to have to start being aggressive and scoring points for this, uh, for this Lakers team to win because right now, I mean, the lineup that they're putting out there it's not getting it done. And I know they have injuries like we mentioned, but I mean, somebody's going to have to step up. And if it's, it, it really hasn't been in it, but I mean, Kuzma's had a couple of good games, but other than that, it's on all on LeBron's shoulders right now. So um, I love that 29, uh, 29 and a half. He could go out and get 40 tonight. If it's going to, if, if they're going to win this game. And when is the last time we saw LeBron as a eight and a half, nine point dog in an NBA game? Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, do you have another player prop you'd like to throw out, Munaf, for any best bets tonight? Uh, no, that's the only one. I, I one note mention um, uh, SGA uh, tonight against the uh, Spurs. I know DeMar DeRozan is out and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is um, questionable still with an injury, but uh, Shea Gilkis Alexander has been playing really well for uh, the Thunder, he had 27 points against the Miami Heat last game, 31 against the Cavs the um, previous game. And the uh, Spurs are one of the worst defenses at that point guard position. You know, they've given up 20, almost 28 points to that point guard position, um, nine assists. So that might be something I'm also looking at tonight to say, uh, take the over 22 and a half on Shea Gilkis-Alexander. Yeah, I think he could put up some points. I'm seeing Thunder favored by one right now. Uh, according to Beck Well, uh, money, public money pretty heavy on the Thunder. You like a side there? Um, nah, I mean, it's right there at a toss-up, right? I, I think yeah. um, Oklahoma City Thunder being at home, I'd probably like that at once just to kind of get that W there. So I'd probably lean with the Thunder there. Yeah. Although they have not been as good against the spread at home this season. Uh, oddly enough, they're better on the road, but uh, that yeah. might just be, that might be kind of coming, regressing to the mean on that one. Zach, any other player props or uh, matchups you'd like to talk about for Wednesday? Yeah, I was going to turn attention to that game, actually. So this is Spurs' first game within 10, in the last 10 days, obviously coming off that COVID outbreak. So I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, I think OKC first quarter, minus a half is something I, I, I am looking into tonight. I don't have stats on how teams have come back from COVID pause. It's probably the, long, the longest pause, right? Other than the Grizzlies, maybe the Wizards, obviously, too. Um, no, don't I recall mean, it's got to be one of the longest. You're right. 
yeah, I think it's the third long or the second longest after the Wizards. Don't know exactly how they came out after that, but that's something to look into. And then, yeah, I mean, this is a really good slate. Warriors, Pacers, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, and then, like you said, obviously, Jazz, Jazz Lakers, or yeah, Warriors, Pacers, Jazz Lakers, Celtics, Hawks. So um, I'm excited for tonight. And I know we've all been uh, having fun on Tally site with the new picks. So make sure everyone gets to check those out uh, when you hear this. Um, yeah. And those go are embedded to- on, 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 on the SGP website, too. Yeah, go over to sg.pn slash NBA picks. You can see all of Zach Munoff and I's uh, picks against the spread. We've been kind of killing it in the Tally Sports ranking, huh, guys? I mean, it's not bragging if you did it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been killing it over the pad. I mean, I'm having a rough week this week, but uh, hopefully we can turn around. But, yeah, I think – our organization as SGPN, I mean, we've, we've been killing it, man. So yeah, like Zach said, make sure to check out our picks on the website every single day. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I feel like, is it true? There are some people on there who like only pick money lines and they like are like, they're like 10 and one. Cause they just picked like minus 300 favorites. Like, yeah. So like... If you, if you go to the rankings, there's like a money line, uh, like who's doing the best against money line. Like, really? That's, that's where you're going guys. All right. <laughs> But you can go to like against the spread and we're right up there in the top five for leaders for the spread because yeah, we, think... we're real because we're real cappers. And we're picking every single game and we're we I think uh, us three at least have have picked the most games ever since we got on there. So um, I don't think that every or some of the other guys are picking every single game, but we're, we're picking every single game every single night. So because that's what we do. Let's hear from our sponsors. Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about most. That's sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew every day. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN crew page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you never miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Dot Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no big. You're buying positions from other sports bettors that is no house you can play for money in 40 states it's sports betting without a vig you literally cannot beat it sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code sgp for a free ten dollar bet that's b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com promo code sgp let's get into thursday night's games but before we do i wanted to unveil a, a gift i bought for myself uh to reward myself with the new job what do you guys think of this shirt (laughs) i got the sex i got the sexland shirt and uh it's got the uh it's it's got the uh drawing of uh sexton and darius garland on there the illustration of sexton and darius garland and when i showed it to my wife I tried to explain to her what the nickname was, and all she said was, it just looks like you want to have sex with basketball players. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about that, but I do like the shirt, Sexland. So shout out to uh, whoever made this Sexland shirt. I can't remember where I found it. Now I'm the next one I'm looking for, I'm looking for a Lou Dort Dorcher Chamber t-shirt. So if anybody has a, a good lead on a Dorcher Chamber t-shirt, that's gonna be my next purchase. Oh hell yeah! Did, uh, uh, 
there's two things that uh, McKee's been touting this season. It's been uh, the Phoenix Suns and, and, and Sexland. So uh, that's a yep. pretty awesome shirt there, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to be wearing this for the next week, and my wife is really <laughs> going to hate me. Uh, it, won't be, it won't be Sexland in this house, if you know what I mean. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> You should have got that for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's talk about Thursday's matchups before I creep you guys out too much. Uh, the marquee matchup of the night, Dallas Mavericks at the Philadelphia 76ers. This is the early TNT matchup. Dallas are playing better, but they're still 4-11 and against the spread in their last 15 games. 7-1. and straight up in their last eight games but they're not covering but they should be obviously the underdog here the total has been going over in seven of their last nine games so they're putting up a lot of points kp and kleber are questionable uh actually a little better on the road against the spread this season than at home philadelphia obviously much better at home than on the road two and five against the spread in their last seven games split with toronto in a very good win uh, a lot of those, the, a lot of that uh, last seven games where they were losing, that was when they were on their West Coast road trip. So they are back to doing better at home. Uh, Zach, I'll start with you. Any thoughts on this Mavericks 76ers uh, lineup uh, matchup? Yeah, I project this line around maybe Sixers minus four and a half or five. What do you guys think of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on if KP is in or out, right? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, obviously, there's some been some uh, weird situation with KP. You know, he was reported to be in trade rumors yesterday, then Mark Cuban categorically denied that to another Mavs beat reporter. So that's something to monitor. Um, I like the Sixers in this matchup. I think, you know, I was watching that, you know, obviously, Luca had that crazy shot last night, but um, he also kind of struggled with Jalen Brown off the dribble. I think Ben Simmons gonna be a really good matchup for him. Ben Simmons has looked really good on defense this year. So and then you have that ability to bring up MB to the level of the screen and 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 switch and make Luca uncomfortable. Um, so I, I would lean to Philly here. I think it's a you know coming back home, uh, another kind of reassert their dominance type game. And you know with, with, without without KP and it's not even like KP's been that good. Joel should continue feasting, and he's been obviously unguardable at home this year. Um, Want to shout out to Jalen Brunson though too. He was one of our my my off season uh, players to watch, and he stepped up in a major way He's coming back and he came back off COVID came back off that shoulder injury, you know, in his last 10 games been up to 25 minutes and averaging 14 points, four assists, five boards. So Brunson is involved and he's been a nice boon for the Mavericks to uh, get on this win streak here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just thought we should uh, have something of players that you like to plant your flag in. You should say they're opening an account at the Swiss bank. Yeah, Jay Shante, Jalen Brunson, Mike Conley, Marquise Chris. You're giving them all (laughs) offshore accounts at the Swiss Bank. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, Luca killed us last night, uh, Munaf, with that first quarter. Uh, He had thrown out, uh, Munaf had thrown out a great parlay. I liked it. Philadelphia first quarter money line and uh, Boston first quarter money line. And then Luca came in at the last second, hit another uh, two to put the Mavs ahead in the first quarter. So, uh, but Luca, great game last night. Uh, Munaf, are you, uh, how are you doing after that uh, close, close loss? Yeah, I mean, 
Philly took care of business for the first part of our, our parlay. That was an easy winner. And, and then, you know, uh, that came right down to the wire where they were tied and then he hit that buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter. But it's okay. I mean, and being in Texas and being a Luca fan, I, I, I like Luca. Um, you know, we, we saw those couple of three-pointers he hit uh, down the stretch last night, which were just incredible. I mean, uh, me and Zach were talking, we were in the Slack channel, we, we had mentioned that, but um, as far as this uh, game for tomorrow, Dallas and Philly, um, yeah, I'm leaning with Philly also here. Um, I think this is going to be a big game for Joel Embiid tomorrow night. He struggled mightily against Toronto these past two games. The first game, he was 6 of 20 um, from from the field and then 3 of 13 from uh, in the second game last night. But he was still able to get the rebounds last night and the, and the game before with 12 and 17. So I think it'll be a big game for uh, Joel Embiid against Dallas. And I don't think there's anybody on the Dallas Mavericks, at least inside the post, that can kind of contain um, that can contain Embiid. So I'm probably looking at player props for him tomorrow night um, uh, in this matchup against Dallas. Yeah, a couple other players to watch that I wrote down is uh, I'm seeing that Seth Curry is still questionable. And so we might not see the Seth Curry revenge game against the Mavericks. Uh, but Korkmaz played really well in his spot last night. Went five for 11 from three. So maybe a, some Korkmaz props if he is starting again. That could be good because Dallas isn't great at defending against the three. And uh, also seeing, uh, you know, maybe Josh Richardson playing against his old team could be something to watch out for. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. And along those lines with the Korkmaz point, I think it just goes to show how much more sense the Sixers team makes this year. Like, you just put any shooter out there, right? They're going to have a ton of space because of how much attention Embiid and Simmons can draw. So, like, that just goes, you know, credit to Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers. You know, Furkan got open threes and he knocks them down, five or 11 from three, um, plus 12 in his 28 minutes. So, that was a, a, a really nice or, or just kind of a just shows how much space you can make in the Sixers offense. Um, but yeah, if Curry's back. I think he'll, you know, like you said, Dallas can struggle to defend the three point line. Richardson is interesting. Um, there's not really a logical place for him to attack, obviously, with the size in the Sixers offense and on Sixers like on the Sixers defense. Um, but yeah, but you do have that revenge angle because these teams made a blockbuster deal this summer. Absolutely. And he's been pretty consistent with his points scored uh, 16 in the last game, 17 in the last game, but then only six prior to that. So I don't know, something to watch out for is Richardson. Uh, any thoughts on that, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you had, it might be a revenge angle for Richardson. Portmont's uh, last night, I mean, he was stellar in that first quarter. I think he had like, what, 14 or 16 points yeah, uh, in that first threes. quarter. Yeah, so he was big for Philly last night. And uh, yeah, credit to Daryl Morey. He's, he's done a phenomenal job of bringing in guys to surround uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons with shooters. And uh, they're number one in the East for a reason right now. So um, yeah, something to look, uh, look forward to tomorrow night in this matchup. Absolutely. And, and one thing that Munaf and I talked a little bit about in the locker room live that we did last night is I, I read off the stats that the uh, DraftKings uh, sportsbook had put out after last season uh, proving that their most profitable players for DraftKings customers in, in terms of player props, the one who paid out the most, uh, Patrick Beverly, Marcus Smart, Steven Adams, Jay Crowder, Rue Hachimura. You got those like consistent 
defensive first guys that you kind of know what numbers they're going to put up. Don't always go chasing the stars. I'm trying to remind myself of that because the least profitable players last season for DraftKings customers, Ben Simmons, Luka Doncic, LeBron, Anthony Davis, because they're, uh, you know, they, they kind of, because they're public players, they edge up their their numbers and people want to bet them over. No one wants to bet the under. So something to keep in mind is to watch those uh, lesser players. Uh, any thoughts since I laid that on you uh, last night, uh, Munaf? Yeah, and I think that we had discussed, like you said, in the locker room, is trying to find those guys that you're kind of flying under the radar or, or it's a situational thing for um, some of these players. Uh, uh, what I wanted to ask, what do you think about the market for on, on Steph Curry because he's putting up the points and he's still been there. The market's been posting it up around 29 and a half, 30, 30 points for his player prop. Seth Curry or Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Oh, Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. Is it, wait, is, uh, are you talking about for tonight's games? I'm just talking about overall, like we talked about how to kind of avoid the stars, but I think, yeah, Steph Curry still putting up the points and and the market really isn't adjusting for it, even though he's a star player. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, I could jump on that. I mean, in his last yeah. 10 games, averaging 35 points and he's been absolutely killing. And, you know, he does it quietly, right? Because like half his shots end up being threes and he absolutely killed the Knicks last night. I think he had 37 in that game. So I, I do think that that's a good point. Um, McKee, what were you going to say? Sorry to cut, cut you off. No, no, no. I mean, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I don't think it's across the board don't bet stars because i mean i i put money on uh, i put quite a bit of money last night on Jokic uh to go over his points and points rebounds and assists because he'd had two bad games that was something else we talked about in the locker room last night uh, munaf brought it up if if a star has two bad games or a couple bad games in a row look for a bounce back game that might be a good one to bet them on their player props and so that's that was my thinking last night well with Jokic. Yeah, and I, I do, uh, Moon, if I wanted to mention this to you, I know next week we're, we're going to be potting more without McKee. I think it would be cool if we go one morning early in the morning and maybe with Dan, too, who we're going to be introducing um, to, like, go through the process of how you actually identify players for player props for that night and, how, like, you know, what, what websites you're looking at, that type of thing for how, we, uh, how you come to those picks of the day because you obviously been an absolute killer on the player props this year. Yeah, for sure. I'm really looking forward to working with Dan also. Yeah. I know you had mentioned him earlier this week, McKee had, uh, but uh, he's a guy that, that does player pops also. So, so collaborating with him and obviously with you, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's something we can just mention briefly is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to Action Network next week and it's going to limit me to only do one podcast a week. So I'm probably going to still cover the locker room on Fridays. Uh, Zach and Munaf are looking at covering monday and wednesday and then uh, a new contributor dan titus who he works with action network he also works with fantasy pros he's a great guy as far as player props and knows a lot about basketball uh he might be covering thursday and sitting in with uh zach and moon gotta double check the schedule the goal is to try to get to five days a week if we can with a kind of a rotating cast of guys but i'm excited to hear uh kind of take a step back and listen to what you guys have to do without me Yes, sir. We're going to miss you, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Uh, you okay. What's that? I said we're going we're gonna to come up with a slogan, and then you could buy a T-shirt for that also. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you, if you guys get kind of like a uh, a borderline naughty slogan, I will definitely buy the T-shirt. <laughs> uh, we've got next up Orlando Magic at the Brooklyn Nets. Vooch rolled his ankle in the last game, and I'm seeing him as probable. KD is still out. Obviously, no reason to rush him back, especially for this Magic game. Magic had been playing a little better. They were 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven. They split with Detroit for that two-game series last. Uh, they're having trouble putting up points, though. Uh, four of their last five games have gone under. Brooklyn, red hot, seven-game win streak, straight up and against the spread. Five of those teams were above 500. Lakers, Suns, Clippers, uh, Indiana. Um, the total has gone over in 15 of their last 20 games. They can score at will. Seems like they're kind of played down to competition, or at least that was the narrative earlier in the season. But they go ahead and rolled the Sacramento in the last uh, two times that they've played them. So maybe they're getting right. Zach, let's start with you. What do you think about Orlando, Brooklyn? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Brooklyn's been great. But keep in mind that that was a, that was a two point game going into the fourth quarter last night with Sacramento. Um, obviously, Harden was just Harden is just so good. I mean, it's he's it's so the game is so easy for him. So I think Brooklyn's been great. I, I would probably project this line maybe around 11 or 12 um, mm-hmm. with the magic coming in, especially with the uncertainty on Vooch. I will probably take the magic there. Like you said, Brooklyn, they are they have this super high ceiling, but they're not really that trustworthy of, of a favorite. Um, and they can they can tend to go through lulls and play down to their competition. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Brooklyn guy. And do we think KD is going to even come back before the All Star break? I mean, it doesn't really seem necessary at this point, right? It doesn't seem necessary. I don't see any reason for him to. I don't know. What do you think, Munaf? Are you seeing any uh, reporting on that out there? Yeah, I, I think the last thing that I saw that he was like practicing on the court, but that's probably just to get up shots and and and. But like you guys mentioned, I don't think there's a reason for it to rush him back, especially when they've now won, what, six, seven games in a row as Brooklyn. And then they don't have – I mean, I think it was fairly impressive of them to win against the Lakers and and the um, the Clippers uh, without KD. So, um, yeah, as far as the Magic game, um, yeah, like you guys mentioned, yeah, they tend to kind of play down to competition, but – um, depending on where this line comes around, if it's anything outside of nine and a half, ten points, I like the magic at, at that point. Um, but um, I mean, this Brooklyn team, that seems like they've kind of started to figure it out, right? With with Kyrie and and Harden playing well um, as of late, and I think they just needed to get those games together to play under to play together and kind of get that chemistry going um, to kind of figure things out, and it, it seems to work out for them so far. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Zach did mention that it was only uh, a two-point difference coming in the fourth quarter, but the Nets did kind of turn on the gas after that and were able to cover the that spread although i think it was only what nets minus five and a half nets minus six so if it is in the double digits that's something to watch out for with the magic having had closer games not necessarily winning but are covering spreads yeah and the magic did get clapped by the pistons last night at home so you know this is this is a team that's probably trending in the wrong direction obviously vooch got hurt but just the lineup doesn't look that good did want to shout out i know it's off topic but i do want to shout out Saban lee from the pistons he you know, the rookie second rounder played 29 minutes last night, had 21 points in some of his first real minutes for the Pistons. Dennis Smith Jr. also playing well for the Pistons. So 
just got to keep shouting out these unheralded guys who are uh, showing out this season. Yeah, good shout out for them. Uh, they could, you should <laughs> open an account at the Swiss Bank for him. Uh, I actually had him in my DraftKings lineup last night. He was the one player that did That's buy. Awesome. He was only like in go. the 3,000s or something like that. And uh, I think he had like seven times his value or something like that. Um, awesome. All right. We just mentioned the Sacramento Kings. They have been on a crazy eight-game losing streak straight up and against the spread. Tomorrow, Thursday, they travel to New York to take on Zach's New York Knicks. Um, first thing I – I mean, this is not like that exciting of a game to talk about, but one thing I wanted to uh, talk about with you guys for this game in particular is because of – since Ryan Saunders has been fired, he's the first coach fired. I'm seeing new odds for next coach fired. Dwayne Casey plus 250. I don't think the Pistons are going to get rid of him midseason because they don't, I mean, they want, they seem like they want to be tanking. However, Luke Walton at plus 300. They already have Alvin Gentry on the bench next to him. Are we going to see Luke Walton fired before the season is out? Yeah, I think there's a, a pretty decent chance of that, right? He also was, you know, had some personal issues in the past. So he's not like a guy that you necessarily are beholden to keep around, what, eight straight losses here? And doesn't yeah. really seem like they're and, – and, like, look, they're, they they need to get the most out of this team. I mean, Darren Fox is kind of emerging into a star. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, there's no chance Dwayne Casey gets fired, in my opinion. So if if, if you're looking for who should be the leader on the, on the clubhouse on that, I think it should be Luke Walton because, um, you know, he's the only he, he's the only really who else with expectations is really playing badly this year. I mean, Lloyd Pierce definitely is a candidate, but like I was Spolstra, Spolstra not going to get fired. Nick Nurse not going to get fired. Those were trendy picks earlier in the year for teams that were below expectations. Rick Carlisle is not going to get fired. Stan Van's not going to get fired. So. And really I think with the to... Wizards, I think with the Wizards playing br better, Scott Brooks is probably not going to get fired, at least not yet. I mean, he's at plus 500. He's next on the list uh, after Luke Walton as far as odds. I'm seeing Lloyd Pierce at plus 900. I don't I don't mind that as a little longer shot because the, yeah. there were a lot of expectations for the Hawks this year. Steve Clifford of the Magic, he's at 12 to 1. Bickerstaff of the Cavs at 15 to 1. The Cavs are kind of in that same realm as the uh the Pistons, I don't think that they necessarily want to win that much. So I don't think Bickerstaff gets fired because that must mean they would fire two coaches in a row midseason. Um, yeah, no way. Don't have any, any thoughts on this, uh, on the next coach fired? Yeah, I think uh, if you take a look at that bottom, or the, at least the teams that are outside of the playoff picture in the Western Conference, exception of Dallas, every single one of those teams, have, except for the Sacramento Kings, have a brand new head coach. Right, Memphis got a new coach this offseason, Pelicans. Um, yeah, Memphis had the same coaches last season with Taylor Jenkins. Well, was it, they hired him last year, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's still a brand new coach. Pelicans, Thunder got a new coach, Rockets, obviously, and then T Wolves just made their move. So, Sacramento being there at the bottom, Luke Walton makes a lot of sense for the next coach to get fired. And, and like Zach mentioned, I mean, the talent that they have on this team with De'Aaron Fox, with um, Buddy Heald. I think he might get traded soon uh, in this uh, coming up on the trade deadline, but. And Willie and Bagley's really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and, I think and, they're going to get off Hassan Whiteside too. try to get maybe Bagley more minutes. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. So, I mean, the talent that they have on this team, it, it's, it's, it's either not getting coached right or these players are not, um, 
don't want to play for Luke Walton. And I don't think I was ever a Luke Walton fan as a head coach, at least. So um, that, that's a, that's a good, uh, I think, bet for Luke Walton. And then you mentioned Lloyd Pierce, but um, if you look at the Eastern Conference right now, they're only a game and a half out of um, the eighth seed in the, in the playoff picture. So I, I think that if they're maybe half a game or, or get into the playoffs, I don't think he's going to get fired anytime soon, but that, that might be an off season move. But yeah, I think Luke Walton makes a lot of sense. You said what plus 300. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's probably a good thing to get down on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk quickly about this matchup, Zach uh, Kings, your Knicks. Uh, where are you going with this? Knicks have looked better five and two against the spread in their last seven games. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Knicks all day here. I, I think they'll they'll definitely get this win in my opinion. They've done a, a really good job at at bouncing back from kind of lackluster efforts all year. I think Tibbs was still on them. It's still on them. Um, so yeah, I think they they really struggled in the second half last night against the Warriors. Fans were back in MSG, kind of carried them through the first half, and then the Knicks sort of fell off coming out of the third quarter. They lost that quarter by thirteen. Um, went two and one in the other quarter. So. Um, I like the Knicks. It's probably around a pick them here. I think uh, maybe Knicks favored by one or Kings favored by one, but um, like the Knicks here, I, I did have a tweet last night about how I'm just disgusted with the Knicks organization. Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly played 13 minutes each last night. Um, meanwhile, you have Derek Rose and Alec Burks and Alfred Payton all, all playing uh, 25 or more minutes. So just, Absolutely insane decision making by the Knicks front office here, which is really frustrating. But not really get, insane at all when we knew that Tibbs was coming in. And he doesn't like playing rookies. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I keep calling it insane, but I know there's no way they're going to change. So I'll stop being frustrated about it. And it does kind of because they're because they're playing to win every game. It does make them more viable from a betting night to night perspective because you know you're getting the best opportunity to win, not just you know letting Colin Sexton take 45 shots or whatever. So. You know, not and not that that the Cavs are doing anything wrong with that, but I like the Knicks in this spot. I think they'll be able to bounce back, and uh, you know, Julius Randle making that All Star team. There's there's some good vibes in New York, and then they bounce back in front of the home crowd. Well, one thing that Munaf pointed out uh, yesterday, uh, and it ended up cashing again against the Warriors, is that the Knicks are the best team in the first half at covering the spread. I think they're 22-9-1, averaging two points over the spread in the first half. So maybe look for that first half line of the Knicks, Munaf. Yeah, and I don't – yeah, I think I don't I don't trust the Knicks in full game situations, but fading this Kings team right now, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's a profitable angle right now. They haven't covered, what, in seven or eight trade games. But, um, yeah, I think I'll be on – there's no reason not to be on the Knicks first half again tomorrow night against the Kings. Um, so that will be something – that I'll be on. And if this line comes in around, like Zach mentioned, if a pick them or minus one, I definitely love the Knicks at that point um, uh, against, against this Kings team. Yep. Uh, okay. We've got the Clippers Grizzlies uh, Clippers five and two against the spread in their last season. Absolutely stomped the wizards. Wizards were feeling good about themselves having uh, one five game straight. And then uh, Clippers put up 135 on them. I'm uh, looking at the uh, Clips team total over maybe in this one because the Grizzlies have been giving up a lot of points as well. Seven of their last nine games have gone over the total. They were an absolute joke when they played Phoenix. Phoenix ran up the score on them. Uh, any thoughts on this, Munaf? 
Yeah, so uh, just looking over my notes here on the stats, um, Memphis, one of the worst teams against uh, defending the three-point line, right? So uh, Clippers, number one, uh, percentage-wise against, uh, oh, sorry, behind the three-point line and number seven in make. So um, Clippers team total, I mean, they're Paul George last night, uh, we had a player pop on him over 24 and a half that cash in the first half for us. So um they have great three-point shooters on this team, do the Clippers uh, with Paul George. Kawhi's been knocking down shots for them. So looking at Clippers team total over, it's it, it a good bet for tomorrow night. And, and even on the spread, I, I think this team is just playing on a whole nother level right now. Yeah. Yeah. Any three-point shooters you'd like to look at for the uh, player props tomorrow? Um, I think Paul George is a guy to look at tomorrow night. Um I don't have his stats in front of him. I can pull him up real quick. But um, last night, he was just incredible um, starting in that first quarter. I think within the first eight or six to eight minutes, he had, uh, I think, 12, 12 points in that uh, in that span. So he's been playing really well this season. And I think that's one guy to kind of look at. Uh, Batum is probably another sneaky guy that you can uh, uh, look at for his three-point shots made. He's getting those corner looks. Um I say that's the one I was going to point out to you that now that he's back healthy, he is yeah. shooting 44% from three this uh, year. He's really taking advantage of Kawhi and PG taking so much attention from him. So it, maybe look at his player prop for three tomorrow night. Yeah, him and then the last guy I'll, I'll also probably look at is uh, Marcus Morris. Also, he's been shooting really well for uh, the Clippers also. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on this Clippers-Grizzlies game, Zach? No, I agree with everything you said. I'm, I'm a really, I think this Clippers team is kind of going under the radar with how good they are. Uh, they're, yeah. they're right there with how good they were last year. And, you know, other than that bad playoff series against the Nuggets, they've been kind of all they were chalked up to be with this Kawhi PG tandem. And um, they, you know, they waited through the PG injuries. Kawhi still been lethal. So I like them in this matchup, like their team total over, and I, I like them in every every sense of the of the word. I think they're they're uh, in the in the top top. T- you you can't talk about title contenders without without mentioning them. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're talking to Zach now, let's just roll right into your Denver Nuggets. Wizards travel to Denver. Uh, Wizards have been good before they played the Clippers. As I mentioned, they had won five straight. Any thoughts on them playing the Nuggets, who looked good in the last game, but really struggled when they were on their road trip, one and four against the spread in their last five? Yeah, they're definitely dealing with injury issues right now. Um, and obviously, Davis, the, these teams played, I think, last weekend. Davis Bertans had 35 in that game. I think he made like yeah. 10 threes or something. Um, so the Nuggets, they're, they've been really up and down. They got a nice win last night, but it wasn't really that convincing. Obviously, Jokic had that 40-point game. I think over, you know, don't know what the total is going to be, but these teams are going to have a tough time stopping each other as they did. There was 258 points scored in their last matchup, um, which was just a few days ago. So like it over, um, Jokic seems like he's kind of committed to more scoring. I think Malone, Coach Malone clearly mentioned that to him. So um, I would probably lean with the Wizards on the spread. I mean, I, I, don't, you, I don't think you can trust this Nuggets team. Failed to cover against the Blazers last night, obviously. Um, so I would lean Wizards on the spread, maybe – eight or nine points and and over yeah uh i i do think that 
it was a good win. It, it looks like a good win against Portland last night for the Nuggets. However, Portland was on a back-to-back, traveled from Phoenix to Denver, so that's a tough spot for them. Feels a bit more like a schedule loss than Denver playing that much better. So Denver has struggled. Wizards have been hotter. Uh, and you, I like that you mentioned Jokic has been focusing more on scoring. Uh, you could find some good numbers for him on books for assists because people still think he's putting up a lot of assists. He's really nice. He's putting up four or five, six in the last few games. So if you can find it under, you know, uh, under seven or something like that, you might want to look uh, Jokic under assists. Uh, any thoughts on that, Munaf? Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, I was just looking at that. Uh, he had five against Portland last night, six against uh, Atlanta. Then he had uh, got 10 against the Cavs. But, um, yeah, it's been varying. But I, I do like Jokic on the points tomorrow night against uh, – uh, sorry, against Washington tomorrow night. Washington, one of the worst defenses at that center position. And uh, just this pure skill that Jokic has, it, it's it's just really incredible to see night in and night out. And um, so, yeah, Washington, one of, like I said, one of the worst defenses. So I'm probably going to be looking at a points, rebounds, and assist prop for Jokic tomorrow night. And uh, I agree with you guys on, on, on the over, right? Washington, one of the best teams uh, – getting possessions per game and pace. So they're number one. So they like getting up and down the court. And we saw that last night against the Clippers where they were kind of getting up and down the court and and getting three point shots and it just wasn't enough. And they're also giving up the points. So um, Denver team total possibly is a play tomorrow night also along with Jokic and the over. Absolutely. Okay. So let's get to our final game of Thursday and then we'll get out of here. We have the Pelicans traveling to Milwaukee. These are two of uh, these are two teams that put up a lot of points. So start looking for point totals here. Uh, Pels will be on a back-to-back playing Detroit tonight, so I have to see how they play tonight. Then they'll be traveling to Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, Stephen Adams is expected back. Drew Holiday still questionable with the quarantine. Uh, Munaf, what are you going to be looking for first in this uh, Pelicans Bucks matchup? Yeah, I think uh, the two guys that we kind of want to look at, I think well, one guy for sure is Zion getting inside um, and having some success against the interior of the Bucks, right? They don't really have a guy that can that can stop uh, Zion, um, at least scoring-wise inside the paint because he's just so quick off of his feet. And I believe these two teams got together in January, yeah, on January 29th. And Zion almost had a triple-double in that game, 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. Fell a little short with the rebounds and assists, but that was a big game for him. Um, so I think we'll see a lot of points in this game tomorrow also. I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of touting a lot of the overs lately here, or at least for today. But um, when, when some of these teams are matching up and not playing defense, we, we tend to see a lot of points. And I think um, another player that we haven't, well, we've talked about, but I think may have been an all-star sub. It's Brandon Ingram, right? He's been playing really well this season, averaging close to 24 points per game. So that's another guy to uh, keep an eye out for. Yeah, and he's having as good of a season as last year. It's just that uh, Zion's having a better season. That's why he missed the all-star game, I feel like. Yeah, and then last thing from that previous game that the Pelicans and the Bucks played, um, Steven Adams did have 20 rebounds in that game, 10 offensive rebounds, so... Um, if Steven Adams is still injured uh, and not be able to go tomorrow, you probably want to look at a rebounding prop for, for Zion and uh, maybe Brandon Ingram. All right. 
Zach, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think just from a zooming out a little bit, I think the Bucks they went through that little four or five game losing streak, right? I think they've won three straight now here. And Giannis has been killing um, in, in his last 10 games, averaging 32, 13, and six. So he's up on all his main averages. Um, he gave the Pelicans 38 last time these two teams matched up too. So, you know, I think he's a guy who is going to be playing well and could be a target for player props in this game. Um, do have one other thought. I mean, I think the Bucks are maybe going to be the next flavor of the month here. I think like they were struggling now starting to play a little bit better, but I do think we're going to see the narrative start to emerge about how the Bucks like got a little bit worse in the regular season to become more viable for the playoffs. So I do think uh, you're going to start to see those like, you know, pieces being written about how the Bucks are, are more ready to, uh, to, to go for the playoffs. That's one thought I've had in the past two days. They've been kind of quiet, Everyone's talking about the Sixers and the Nets. Meanwhile, they have the best point differential in the East still out of anybody by a decent margin. So people are a little yeah. down in the Bucks. I've always been down in the Bucks, but they might be a little it might be a good buy point for them. Yeah. I, I would say yeah, people I did hear a few people talking about when they're in that middle of that five game losing streak, uh, a lot of uh podcasts were saying, you know, they are switching up their defense, uh, being able to switch more often uh, so they could do that in the playoffs, which is what killed them the last two seasons in the playoffs. So uh, you're right. I, I, I think that's a good call. They could start catching fire and uh, looking to bet them more. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we've been going for about an hour, guys. We should get out of here. Uh, make sure to follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Follow Zach NBA, Zach B. Follow Moonoff at sports nerd 824 um again zach and moonoff will be doing more podcasts starting uh next week uh moving forward throughout the season um monday and Fr wednesday and yeah i'm excited to see what you guys come up with anything else to throw out there before we get out of here nah thank you bro congrats on the new gig um you put in a lot of time into sgp and over the last few years i know you're still gonna be around for the friday locker room but it's been great to uh, get to know you and, and work with you on, on all this. So you you are a true leader in the DGen Nation community, and I know you're going to be <laughs> doing. I know I know you're going over to Action Network, so you're still going to be betting in NBA and all that. So um, congrats, and uh, we'll still be here with the content on the NBA feed. I know you'll be back on Fridays. So and we're bringing Dan into the fold, hopefully some other people too. So uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's been great getting to know you, Zach, for sure. And now I feel like I have a lawyer in the future when I need one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, I'm not allowed to solicit any any clients yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not. I'm not going to pay you. Uh, <laughs> I just pro bono. Pro bono. I just want free legal advice. All right, and Munaf, uh, anything you say before getting out of here? No, again, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to get on these podcasts and talk to you guys with uh, talk about hoops and all the other opportunities that you've given me with SGPN. And um, just looking forward to working with Zach and Dan. And, and I know, Ryan, you said you're still going to be around. So I'm still looking forward to having conversations with you. And hopefully one day we'll all get together in Vegas and, and bet a few NBA games. So um, looking forward to that also. Yeah, as soon as this pandemic is over, I'm going to Vegas. Uh, no one's going to stop me. All right. <laughs> good luck to all of you and all your bets. Be good. Ba -ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Ba -ba 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 basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.